0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Drum Network podcast. I'm the editor of the Drum Network, Chris Sutcliffe. We know from talking to you over the course of the last couple of months that many of you have adapted to working from home incredibly well. Whether that's grappling with the tech issues that come with upskilling when you're remote, dealing with clients when you're not in the same room and don't have that same sort of chemistry, and even creating a culture that prioritizes your employees' mental well-being even though you can't be together. Well, we know that there is plenty to explore around working from home and the future of the office. And we actually have an upcoming episode that deals specifically with the practical solutions to setting up a home office environment, not just for employees, but for your business and for the industry as a whole. Ahead of that, though, we thought it was important to explore some of the cultural aspects of working from home. And to that end, we invited Antonio Wedrel, who's the founder of Novos, to come onto the podcast to discuss how their approach to culture has meant that working from home has been done particularly well for that company. You're going to hear from Antonio in just a second, but don't forget that if you feel like you have something to add to any one of our upcoming podcasts, then please do get in contact with me. I can be found at chris.sutcliffe@thedrum.com. at thedrum.com. I began by asking Antonio who he is, where he's from, and what working from home culture looks like.
1: Yeah, so I'm Antonio Eddrell. Uh I'm co-founder of Novos. We're an e-commerce SEO agency. Uh, we've been going for about two and a half years now, and we sort of cover different areas of technical SEO, which is just all sort of like site structure and architecture content marketing which is just satisfying user intent and then digital pr which is all about building authority of a site through backlinks and just getting you know really cool pr to be honest nice um and yeah so it started out with me and sam my business partner and we've now grown the team to about 15 of us and really our mission is we always say it's to be a vehicle for client commercial growth and for employee personal growth. So as long as we're satisfying that, we're in
0: a good place. Very nice. So before the pandemic, which obviously nobody could have predicted or nobody could have expected that we would have got to this point, how set up were you for working from home? You know, given that you are you are so digitally focused.
1: We we had quite a lot of tools already because I work from home anyway, two days per week because I live outside of London. Mm. So we always had that. And especially when we started the business, uh, Sam and I both worked remotely. Um, so we had you know, Slack. We had Google meets with clients. We use Google Calendar. We use an app called Notion, which is for no taking. Highly mm. recommend it. Um, we use Asana for sort of task-based stuff. So we were always set up for remote working. Um, and then the office really became just a place for like building culture rather mm. than a necessity to do our job. So when we had to work from home, it was quite a seamless transition, but it was just culturally, how do we sort of
0: maintain this? We've spoken to all the members of the drum network who've said that the culture shift has been sort of the biggest challenge. So interesting to hear that that's been the case for you, even though working from home was almost built into the DNA of the company from the start.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously only a certain amount of things you can do over video and over the phone, right? Like in person, you can... You can do certain things like even just body, body language. It's Mm -hmm. very easy to sort of see how someone's feeling on that day or when someone's saying something, you interpret it so differently when you're in person versus when someone says it over Slack, you almost think, oh, they're annoyed. (laughs) So there's there's just a huge shift that we had to gauge, right, hang on a second, it's a couple of weeks where we just have to really fully understand each other and then we can kind of go back to business as usual
0: because i, I completely agree i wonder how uh, universal that has been of people going oh my god the team who i thought really liked me is is just pissed off at me just because it's really hard to gauge tone when you're just doing it through text it is, yeah. And I mean, it doesn't really help as well because by nature, I'm quite a blunt person mm. and everyone who meets
1: me, they're like, you're so hard to read. <laughs> so then when I like say things over Slack, it probably sounds a little bit like rude, but it's just because I'm just like, no, I'm just going to get out, you know, I get past the niceties and stuff like yeah. it's just uh, what? How, how's the status of this? So it was just like a case of, I guess, people, you just learning other people within your team, which was quite interesting because you obviously learn each other and you become a really good unit but then as soon as this happened, you almost have to relearn
0: that sort of feeling of unity again. Yeah. And as the boss, do you find that you have to be quite strident about almost enforcing those that, that hard division between work and home time? Because obviously without the commute, uh, I know I struggle with it, is actually finding the kind of that, the, the, the time to disengage to say, you know what, actually I have finished for the day now, even though I suppose technically I'm still in my home office.
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily enforcing it, but I think we try to just do it by example. So, I mean, I could work 24 hours in a day if I wanted yeah. to, and so could Sam. But I think we both made the vow of if, if we're seen working that hard, then it's going to become apparent to everyone else that they need to. So mm-hmm. we tried to clock off at fairly regular times. And if I do need to clock on again in the evenings, I usually, you know, go offline on Slack, set myself as a way, not really send people emails, but just get on with things in the background so it doesn't even appear like I'm online. Yeah. so i think it's more yeah just sort of setting an example that we want like that work-life balance and as long as we're doing it then i think everyone else feels a lot more
0: comfortable too has that been hard to balance with the needs of the clients though i know that well from research that we've done at the drum we found that a lot of the time people feel the need to be always on just because clients are global and they expect relatively quick turnaround on on queries and on project briefs um but i suppose working from home had the potential now that they knew everyone was doing it to kind of eliminate that that division between work and home life in clients minds
1: yeah well again it was like the first couple of years and when we set up the agency when it was just us two we were working those kind of hours and there was that expectation in our minds of you know you're always on you you serve the client um and then we got to a point where both sam and i sort of just burned ourselves out and we realized Mm -hmm. this can't be the right way so we actually said the problem isn't in You know, clients wanting stuff from us, that's essentially what they pay us to do and that's what we're here to do. It's actually how do we prioritize and organize our time during our working day. So a lot of the time, if you do have to work late at night because of a request from a client, it's probably because that's been left, if that makes sense, or because you don't have the confidence to say, this is now actually going to go into tomorrow and I'll get Mm -hmm. this done for you tomorrow. Um, Whereas we're quite fortunate, especially the clients we work with, everyone is very sort of understanding uh, they have their own lives as well. So even if they do request something at 8 p.m., they have the, they don't have the expectation. You know, they want it now. It's usually a, like the worst it's been is can we have it in the morning? And then that's just something that we prioritize first thing in the morning. Something else will take the back burner and then we can move on
0: to the next thing. If that's the case, then what considerations go into things like providing tech for people who are working from home because the one of the benefits for us at the drum had been you know having all the high-end tech that we needed available in the office and as soon as we had to go to lockdown you know they they shipped me this mac uh, which is why i'm sad at the end of my bed which is (laughs) less comfy than you might think but uh when we go into the office and we have to do things like video editing it means that we don't have these macs available because obviously there's only so much expenditure we can do so what does that then mean for how you think about the office as a place for work is it purely for meetings or is it you know, something that can continue to almost be the, the work hub as well?
1: Um, I mean, it's probably that's going to be very sort of like a unique and individual question, I think. But for us, because what we do is primarily just you can do on a MacBook. Um, everyone's got everything they need. And then uh, about a month ago, we sent across sort of like a work from home survey to everyone and just sort of ah, said, fill okay. this in. And if there's anything that's missing or could make your work from home comfortable and better, put it in and we will literally get it for you that's kind of what we want to do so we did that so you know people had requests you know better chairs someone wanted a second screen someone wanted Mm. a cable organizer like all these things and we sorted all that to make it as comfortable as possible so um i think that's really worked out for us so really the office now has just become a cultural place to meet so that's why we mainly do it on like wednesdays thursdays um because it was quite an interesting thing that someone told me recently about the day that you tell your team to come into the office it says a lot about you as a business. So if it's like a Monday, it kind of says that you as a business, you just like to get on, you want to work together on a Monday organize. Um, whereas if you meet on like later towards the week, it's a lot more cultural and you sort of go out in the evening. Mm. It's a lot more just for that sort of fun element of it. So, um, yeah, so it sort of meet towards middle and end of the week. Um, for those purposes really not to necessarily
0: do our jobs if that makes sense see that's really interesting I would never have thought you know the day of the week that you choose to have everyone would have said that much about you but in practice I suppose the the psychological factor of having to go in straight after the weekend will inevitably mean that people will be less inclined to do anything social after the fact it's a lot more like organized and planning for
1: the week and i can definitely see a lot of businesses doing that but for us we've got a process in place where we do meet on monday mornings calls are quite efficient we plan for the week and then we meet later on because it's a a bit more relaxed you know you're coming up to the weekend we can go out for a drink on thursday evening so that's kind of what we've tried to, to to build in so productive sort of early start of the week you're in your own hours you're in your own zone and then later towards the week
0: that sort of motivational meeting the team and stuff sort of happens it sounds like you are actually slightly ahead of the curve when it comes to having that working from home mentality obviously you did it for a few years but it sounds like even considering some of those cultural factors isn't something that i know a lot of our other agencies have thought about they've really thought only about the practical side of it about getting tech to people about you know having a regular meeting space where you can have i suppose what feels like the important meetings. But it sounds like you you had an expectation that this was going to be as much a cultural shift as one around technology.
1: Yeah, I think we felt it would be more cultural um, than the tech side of things. It was only when the bigger companies started reading in the news that they were struggling like tech-wise and with security issues that I realised actually there's a big tech issue here. Whereas we thought initially how on earth is this going to impact you know, people's morale Motivation. Mm. Um, when are people going to want to work? That was a, a probably a bigger concern for me at the time. So we tried to adapt to that faster than than most. But like, no, don't get me wrong. There are areas like, for example, pitches. You know, yeah. um, that that's really difficult to do remotely, and I'm really not enjoying it because certain aspects when you're in the office and you do it face to face you know you meet downstairs at reception you get into the lift together you have small talk a bit of banter and you've already built that rapport mm. um so by the time you already sit down to even pitch you know each other whereas on a call it's a bit you kind of try to find something to fill the video call gap with and you yeah. sort of just ask the general like did you do much of the weekend and it's it's a lot of much different vibe so i think. Uh, yeah there are definitely upsides and we've adapted to it very well both cut for like culture and stuff but i think for big important meetings both internal board ones and for like client
0: pitches and client meetings i think moving forward we're still going to do those at the office as well I, i know what you mean that kind of that cold start approach to having to suddenly be on rather than almost that kind of informal hey how are you let's you know let's travel up to the office together. It's it's made a big difference, even with the conversations that we've been having with with our drum network members. And it, for me, the basically the only thing that's allowed me to do it is the fact that I have a slightly unusual Zoom background. <laughs> so that's always like a bit of an icebreaker. Um, so beyond the pitch then, is there anything that you think is specific to the marketing industry that's going to make working from home tricky? Uh,
1: I mean, honestly, I think it's the more like the pitch side of things from an agency point of mm-hmm. view, because um, that's still a lot of you know, building a and it's really hard to just know someone from a video call or a voice call, like you do need to meet them. So I feel like um, that would
0: probably be impacted quite a lot. Well. Chem- the chemistry side of it, yeah, you, you definitely. Know, for lack of a better word, just seeing if you vibe with somebody or really yeah exactly definitely that and
1: then also like not necessarily for our industry because i think for what we do in digital marketing because it is pretty much all fairly simple in terms of you only need really one or two devices but if you're in the more creative space um it's going to be quite tricky you know if you're coming up with these sort of big ad campaigns you need quite a lot of people in there you need to go to studios and stuff and then there's people that like actually i don't want to go because i don't feel comfortable to there might be some issues there um sort of in longer term issues where people might sort of drop out, might not be able to travel, etc. But I mean, from our sort of, sort of digital aspect of what we do, I can't see there being huge
0: impacts apart from the sort of relationship aspect, like pitches and stuff. One of the things that um, we've heard from other members is that they found themselves unexpectedly missing things like conference season, where you can go and you can hear other marketers, you can hear other agencies talk about sort of their own problems. And they're not really being a space for almost just like those informal griping sessions so not just in terms of being kind of the boss of an agency but in terms of being part of that wider marketing industry do you think we're going to get back to a place where we can just meet up with other people other peers who we might not necessarily have met before for networking anytime soon
1: uh i think we will yeah i don't know if there'll be like the sort of like mass scale of like conferences Mm. for a while but definitely see like even like from our end like we're planning sort of like you know small sort of like um round table meetings are very informal just sort of invite sort of like other econ managers um other sort of marketing leaders and managers just chat about certain issues um we want to organize that you know small amount of people if people are comfortable with it it'll obviously be in a sort of socially distanced environment but so i think that'll definitely return but sort of big conferences um I, I, i can't see that returning anytime soon apart from sort of like virtually, um, but it'll be interesting to see how you network virtually over maybe like a chat or something, that'll be fascinating.
0: And then as a, as a penultimate question then, based on what you've told me, it sounds like you culturally have basically executed working from home as well as any agency who we've spoken to. So for the people who are still struggling or they're looking for ideas for how they can do that most effectively, what would be sort of the one or two pieces of advice you really have for how to do working from home effectively?
1: I think the first one is definitely
0: just to listen to the, everyone
1: in the team. Um, so it's like that work from home survey we did was hugely valuable because then we could know actually what what make, what would make people more comfortable at home. Um, and we also introduced a tool called the Happiness Index. Mm. Basically what it does is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m., it just sends a little message in our Slack group um, that just sort of says, like, just fill this link in. You click on the link and all it says is give a rating out of 10, um, sort of how are you feeling today, and then just give a brief comment. And then what that's given us is a load of data over the last three, four months to kind of see what is the average score amongst everyone in the team? What are people putting? It's anonymous as well. So if you want to sort of give really honest feedback, you can, and that's been hugely invaluable to us. Like there was a, there was a period of time where like a lot of people were scoring quite low, like five or below and sort of putting like high workload. So for us, what we were able to do is take that data and then sort of move the team around slightly, um, sort of move workload, adjust it. Um, So that really helped us. So I think that tool has been especially quite valuable for us working from home just to to listen to the team. So I think that's one aspect. And the other one is to just try to find like tools and sort of listen to other sort of business owners and like the tools that they use. So I recently watched the video of, um, of Ben Francis of Gymshark. Um, he sort of went through yeah. like all of his like favorite tools and all of the ones he listed were like the ones that like we use, like use of notion Slack. And then there's another one which he mentioned and I was kind of like, I haven't heard of this. I want to look into it and <laughs> I'm going to do a trial of it now. And honestly it looks fantastic and it's going to solve like a problem that we had. So I think it's definitely like the other probably. Dev, feedback i can give is just look at what other sort of business owners and agencies are using tool wise and then see does that fill a gap for you um just because right. tools and softwares are honestly
0: like a godsend at the moment oh i mean the, the fact that we you know we can record a podcast remotely as well is kind of testament to that i think oh yeah it's awesome. so <laughs> so Antony, where can the listeners find you if they want to seek you out for either advice from working from home or just hear more about what you do Cool. So I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, So if you just search Antonio Weddrell on
1: LinkedIn um, or just search the company Novos, that's N-O-V-O-S, reach me on there and I'll I'll be on there as well. Or you can just visit our website as well, just take a look at the kind of work we do. So that's just thisisnovos.com. And there's also an inquiry form
0: there as well. So fill that in and I can get back to you on the same day. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to one of our members, as always. Don't forget that if you do want to take part in one of our upcoming Drum Network podcasts, you can email me at chris.sutcliff at thedrum.com. But until next time, please do stay safe, and we're looking forward to hearing from you soon.